Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings. Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude. Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pics. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to it. <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat off. Thank you for joining us on the Talking Small podcast. I really want to say that I appreciate all the listeners. These views that we talk about here on Red Dress Run in regards to Louisiana flooding. You just kind of know that this is all in good fun. I, we really, this community has been devastated. I pitched in, I helped out, Al's couldn't pitch in. So uh, this isn't lighthearted, good fun. This is meant to lift spirits, not to mean we are assholes, even though that we are. Thank you, and enjoy the pod. We printing, we in Ethel. This is another episode of the Talking Small Podcast, Podcast Platinum, coming straight live from the man cave in Ethel, Louisiana. From the original studios, we got Uncle Al right here, Harley, of course, you just heard, and we do have Craig here. Now, Craig, Donald Trump was in town today. I don't care too much about it, but what do you think? Build that fucking wall. Jesus Christ, you sound like a broken record, Craig. Craig, does Trump have any other policies other than... Build that fucking wall. Oh, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, this is a one-trick pony. Yeah, we'll get off. Just like Craig. Yeah, we'll get off of that topic because I kind of want to talk about that just a little smidge. All right. If you want to get into politics off the bat, he's breaking the rules of conversation. No, I just I don't want to get into politics, but I do kind of want to talk about the devastation here in Louisiana, and I feel like. We were getting kind of undercovered, and now I think we're getting a little overcovered now that Trump's in town. We got a lot of pub with Trump. I don't know if we're getting overcovered. I think you just watch Fox News, and they actually have some talking points to go with now. Yeah, I watched the uh, Megyn Kelly Files and the uh, Hannity, or some of Hannity. I don't know what Hannity's called. <laughs> first time watching Han- Hannity. <laughs> You're a Hannity version. Long time Republican, first time Hannity listener today. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, so, but there, why was there devastation, Harley? Like, what what happened this week? So, over the past couple of days, and it happened about, uh, what's today, Friday? About a week ago. About a week, week ago. ago. Uh, we had a lot of rain hit the area, and I was, I was at home, and it was, I, I live in East Feliciana Parish, which is one of the ones that is a national, uh, they called it a national disaster or whatever the fucking term is. We're still trying to build our brand in East yeah. Feliciana, you know, grassroots. Yep. They're not growing too far. More cows and people. Gotta get the cows to listen to the pod. That's no way to talk about the potential listeners' wives. Come on, bro. Ooh. All right, so... Uh, it started raining really hard. I think uh, up here at my house, I ha- actually had like 25 inches of rain in like Holy 48 shit. hours or something like that. Fuck. So it, it's raining really hard. Friday morning, I wake up. Do you, do you have any idea why it was raining hard? I heard a couple of rumors. 
no. It was basically that it was girls 18 through tw- to 21 who were crying because they couldn't be strippers because of that bastard John Bell Edwards. Well, that that he's still the number one enemy of the pod, and I, it, you know, <laughs> you can't, you gotta let the. And I, I went into effect in August, so you know, you make coincidence, maybe, maybe not. But uh, yeah, maybe 18 to 21 year olds tears because they uh, couldn't strip, or maybe not 21 year old they could strip. And that's a lot of girls out of work, so they were upset. So, it, so it starts raining. I have to go to work that morning, so I drive the truck that day, and I go through the flooded a street that's flooded. It would go right through it in my truck. Get to work. It rains. Uh, my wife tries to go to work. She's she's actually stuck at the house. The water's so high at that point, and. Uh, and it just never stopped raining. And with all that rainwater, uh, a bunch of these rivers, they saw flood stages they'd never seen before. <laughs> and there's devastated devastation. I mean, devastation. You sound like a bulked-up version of Jesse Gunkel right now. You're just bringing that meteorology game. All right, game. so Jesse Gunkel <laughs> is a local uh, newscaster. I don't – is he a weather guy? I just thought he was a newscaster. I think he's a weather guy. It's fucking Gunkel, man. All right, well, fuck Gunkel. You're a, what's that guy we ran into in walk-ons that one time? Pat something? Uh, uh, Pat Shingleton. <laughs> hey, hey, Gunkle's a, a no Pat Shingleton. So, I mean. He's the Todd McShay of the meteorologist game. Well, I, I mean, you had like a bunch of homes fl- flooded. Uh, you know, Craig is in love with Livingston Parish, especially the, the quality strippers they, they put out. Livingston Parish had like something like 80 to 90% or something of homes flooded and shit. Yeah, in the town Denham Springs, which is right outside of Baton Rouge, apparently 90% of the houses were flooded. One of them was uh, uh, someone we mentioned on the pod from time to time, old Darren. Uh, a lot of my coworkers were, you know, uh, their houses got flooded. Everyone was saying it was up to their roof, but then I talked to other people. I was like, no, it was just up to their doorknob, which is still like three feet, you know. So, it's a fucking bummer for a lot of them. You were helping somebody out today, weren't you? Yeah, so I woke up this morning and I went to help one of my coworkers. And uh, basically, what you get to do after you get water in your house is, one, uh, it's going to fucking stink. You say get like it's a privilege. This is one of the things you get to do. All right, the demolition is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, I mean, no offense to all you homeowners out there that lost it. I was high and dry. Uh, Chef Pringles over here was high and dry. Yeah, I'll explain my harrowing tale later. So, uh, we're, uh, you know, going there, and it's demo time. I, I bring my crowbar. I bring no, my hammer. you got to say it's hammer time. Come on. No, that's cheesy, Britch. Oh, damn. Hey, fucking jo- podcast platinum. We're not taking any of these easy jokes. Enjoy <laughs> it. Push. <laughs> he immediately goes into an easy joke after that. I like it. I so, see. That's a nice swerve. I like it. So, um... You go. I go over there and I, I bring my tools and I get there at eight o'clock and and I basically I just broke a bunch of walls and shit today and hauled it out. So what I, song were you listening to? Uh, a little break the walls down. <laughs> Jericho's theme song. So uh, we had that Limbiscuit break stuff that oh. was on there. Oh, that's what I was setting you up for right there. Um, so we we got it. We we had a we had a good time. I mean, all being that the dude the dude had flood insurance. He's one of the few. Most of these people didn't have flood insurance. That means they they losing all this shit. Yeah, and this is how you know Harley is a good guy, no matter what anyone says. On his Friday off, he helps his coworker from eight to six, more hours than Craig's ever worked in an entire week, 
and helps this dude wreck his house. Did he did he pay for some food or something? Or you just got well, it on well, gratis? Well, they picked up um, uh, some Subway sandwiches, uh, Subway Fresh Take Hotline. Uh, got some Subway sandwiches. Except the, the thing is, is when you're doing all this, I'm sweating my fucking dick off. And I'm so hot, I don't feel like eating. So I only ate half a sandwich. Which Did you order a meatball sub? No, meatball sub would not do good there. No, they just went and picked up some sandwiches. I ended up, whatever the half sandwich I grabbed was just spicy Italian, so I was good with it. What's that? Is that chicken? It's a salami, a pepperoni, <laughs> some some cheese. Italian BMT? No. That's not, my go-to. No. Well, okay, this was this is the uh, fucking spicy Italian. Okay. Have we done our 30-second Subway promo yet? I think we did. Okay. Jared, so- stop fawning little kids. Yeah, Jared. You we're not. We're not fans of that. Yeah, Jared. You fucking prick. Just because they're paying us doesn't mean we're gonna bite our tongues. We're not selling out. We're just taking a little money so we can continue to do this. Since you guys lost all your money on DraftKings. So, so I mean, you know, you go do this, and one of the things, like, I was on the way. I, he asked me to pick up some ice, so I, I stop at the uh, Win Dixie in Zachary, which is another town that was like demolished with the storm, and this. Older black guy, probably about 60 years old, maybe. He's in line behind me. And the the girl said, because I had, this is what I had while I was checking out. Four things of Powerade, four things of beer. And, <laughs> what do you mean by four things of beer? You okay, four 12-packs of uh, Yingling, now available go. in Louisiana, from Pottersville, PA. Yeah, I know it's the first American beer. I've been since drink- 1929. I've been drinking that since I've been to f- been going to Philly since I was seven. That's, oh, that's, oh that's, big timer. That's right. All right, you so know, back in my time in the Northeast. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you weren't born in New York, bitch. Um, like <laughs> some people. Build that fucking wall. Jesus, Craig. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Does he say anything else? Uh, it's fucking fattest parrot I've ever seen. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Um, so, this guy behind me, he sees what I have, and the cashier says, oh, you look like you're going to have a good time. And I, I wanted to fuck with her, because I, I, my house was fine. So, I said, yeah, well, we're going to you know, have to mess with people's houses here you know gotta give gotta give my guy some spirit gotta lift his spirits (laughs) and um the guy behind me goes yeah that's a good idea (laughs) so i didn't think anything about it i I, I turn to look at him and i I recognize him okay or recognize him i mean i I put his face into my memory bank here so i go out and i you're like oh yeah this guy laughed at my joke i kind of like this guy you took a snapshot of his face took a selfie told him look uh, look us up talk small pot so anyway get out to the uh car and i load everything up ice down my beers and power aids wipe me down and uh close up truck and the the guy was happened to park a little close to me so he he, or close to me he he drove around and got a little cop car at a jace little oh dude i've never had one of those those always look so that's the only cool thing a cop does so yeah so he goes uh uh, how do you even say like what's the term for that i don't know just picture in a parking lot one person parks toward the north the other person i guess that Basically, you go driver side to driver side. You like yeah. you like go sixty nine. Yeah, that's what no, it's like. It's a it's a cop car sixty nine, and the driver side's talking to the driver side. It's the only thing that cops do that look cool. And uh, normally, this is this per, this is normally in like a Wendy's or a McDonald's parking lot. You'll see this the most. So 
he he does that, and he said, you know what? I, I really liked what you said in there about lifting your guy's spirits. You got to keep your spirits up. The demons get in if you don't lift the spirits up. <laughs> this is Bray Wyatt who popped up and, and, and talked about I'm demons. I'm looking at him, and he goes, he goes, a time like this, demons are just waiting to get in. And I, and I said, I said, yeah, man, I know. He goes, I know firsthand. 35 years ago, demons got into me. I started eating food out of graveyard garbage cans. That's where I slept. I was like. Fuck. How rough did this guy look? I, did you think, is this really weird coming from his mouth? Okay, so you remember the security guard from the office? Hint. Hank. Hank, Hank, yeah. Old black guy. Yeah, he kind of looked like Hank, but with Larry David-esque hair. So was he's he a little white wild. or black? No, he's, he's black. Well, you said Larry David hair. Yeah, like the little, wa- like he was balding, but it was like wavy. It wasn't like close cut or anything. I'm thinking Hank had like was balding, but he had close cut. Yeah, he had close cut. So, so yeah, I got you. So we look like fucking Sherman Helmsley. All right, that's a data reference. All right, so and he says this, and what, how times. do you respond to that? Like, <laughs> this guy's I, telling you, me 35 years ago you used to eat trash at a graveyard. And he also said the demons got into him. The demons got into me. This seems like he was molested as a kid. The demons, they got him. Hey, Here come the ticklers. He was doing good now. He had a, a, a white F-150. It was rolling. Um, he, You know, he seemed to be able to buy, purchase groceries, not you, on food stamps. Good for him. You know, this is like the, we talk, I talk about this every once in a while. It's this guy, this is what happens with old people. They're not around any other people. So then when they get around a stranger who listens for half a fucking second, they tell you their whole fucking life story, even though a normal person from contact schools would be like nodding up and down like yeah okay and they would get the point to stop talking you will have to actively break the wrist and walk away from these dudes right well i'm in a car so at this point i can drive off yeah but you're in the cop you're engaged in the cop (laughs) car 69 yeah it's it's got like a force field yeah you're cuffed into it magnets um so, but I, I mean this this guy says this and you know I, i did exactly what you're talking about i'm like yeah man that's that's, some, that's that's real. That's real. And he uh That's really real. He said, Yeah, you just keep the demons out. Keep the demons out. And I said <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep his spirits up. Thank you. God bless. He said, God bless you. And I just <laughs> drove off. Now, I think this guy, this is a potential swerve not a swerve ball, but an underlying thing. He saw you buying brewskis. <laughs> this is a tough time. He is, you know, trying to help his buddy out like Harley is apparently. This is giving him a uh, chance to jump back on the sauce here. Did he just go get out of line behind you, went and bought a 12-pack, and he's back on the wagon? No, I don't think so. Or is it off the wagon? I I think this guy has turned his life around. And I'm I'm really thinking that this guy went home and spread the positivity that he saw me attempting to spread in the grocery store. Or – that he perceived that I was trying to spread. I was just being an asshole. Bless up. <laughs> You're, I was just an asshole who wanted the car cop 69. Dude, that's pretty funny. So, so yeah, I want to help my, help the guy out. Now, I'm pretty sore right now. Um, if I sound a little different, I'm, my damn, all that dust and shit, my nose is a little stopped up. But, but Trump was in town, and he brought some supplies. He, he brought toys. If you watch the video, he offloads like 
eight eight boxes of Play-Doh. Like, who's donating Play-Doh? They still make Play-Doh? I didn't know that. He's got pulling Play-Doh out of this box. Evidently, he came in and donated to the flood efforts, and and he didn't use any, like, uh, police escorts or shut the roads down. So I think he came in, he did a good job, and even uh, Mary Landrieu, a Democratic former senator from Louisiana, said Trump did a good thing, and I think Trump did a good thing. What about you, Craig? No, 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 Craig. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Craig, now, when Trump was handing out the Play-Doh to the kids, <laughs> what do you tell the kids to build with that Play-Doh? Build that fucking wall. God damn it, Craig. Why does it always go back to Mexicans with you? Uh, one-trick pony. So, it was raining, like Harley said, pretty bad on Thursday, and it was raining on Friday, but I had plans to go to New Orleans for the Red Dress Run. Now, this is a thing they do every year in New Orleans. Everybody, girls, guys, trainees, you know, all that LGBTQT. What's a, what's, a Q, what's a Q for? Queer. Oh, okay. I didn't think that was in there, but okay. <laughs> it's in there. When Trump was saying one of his speeches, he said that so low, Neil Brennan was like, it sounds like he's trying to take an eye exam. Trump like carefully said every word in that. Well, well you you want to get it right. You, you wanna, do want to get it right, but like he was fucking slow. How often mode. do you? I don't like LGBT. I don't. Is that what it is? I don't even know. LGBTQ, bro. Oh yeah, that Q. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So it was still raining on Friday, but I was planning on going the red dress run with my boys down in New Orleans. And uh, when I was leaving Baton Rouge Friday, part of the interstate was closed. And I, I didn't think it was raining too bad, you know. So I was going by the interstate, and there was this uh, apartment complex was, like, completely underwater. And there was police trucks and, and fire trucks there. I went off in a side street. The streets were almost flooded, but I made it back to the interstate and made it all the way to New Orleans, and uh, made it to my buddy's Ryan's house. We talked about some shit. You may remember Ryan from uh, a couple episodes back, a.k.a. The Maestro, talked a little about Pokemon Go. One of our fewest listened episodes. I think people people have downloaded the uh, Fast and the Furious watch long more than that one. Dude, the Fast and the Furious, I listen to that when I need it, to kill it, a little it's, time. It's good. I it's like it. It's pretty funny. So, guys, if you're ever lonely, do that. So, the night before, me, Ryan, Kruski, or kind of getting after it and I, I talked to ryan about his work you know he's moving to phoenix for his job you hear that oh he's moving to uh, with my sister uh how long is your sister gonna be there uh she's got a couple more weeks for sure and then uh she might get stationed there you never know uh, you think she's gonna pass whatever test they have to do it seems like all she's doing is party until 4 a.m every day it's, it's really tough to decipher how well she's doing with training just by following her on snapchat uh it seems like she made a friend or two. A couple, yeah, but they kind of look the same. Yeah, I, I have a trouble uh, <laughs> telling them apart. Especially when One's you One's a little chunkier than the other. Oh, no body shaming. No, I don't. I think you can body shame. I think that, that works. Oh, damn, bro. I mean, I mean, if you got a good body, we're going to holler. If you got a bad body, we're probably going to call you out. Well, that's exactly what Ryan did. So Ryan travels from uh, city to city in Louisiana fixing projectors and shit, and he said he was in Homa. And, dude, when was the last time were you in Homa? Like, me and Harley were on a traveling soccer team, but, like, that was the last time I was in Homa when I was, like, 13 or so. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think I've been there since then. Yeah, so Ryan's been in home a couple times from work. So like, home, dude, what the fuck's that about? Like, I haven't been there in forever. Like, what's is there anything to see? Like, we were kids, you know. Is there anything good down there? And he goes, Yeah. Uh, what you see is obesity. Let the past couple times I've been there, I've seen the fattest person I've ever seen in person in my life. So he was fucking... Comes from the guy that just told me no body shaming. Exactly. So I'm saying, Rye Pie, bro, our Hammond listeners are going to be very upset with you. Homa. Oh, yeah. My bad. I got ha- Hammond and Homa. Hammond loves us. Hopefully, uh, the Coupe de Ville did good over the uh, all that rain. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, the next day, we're all kind of drinking early in the morning because uh, we're going out to this Red Dress Run thing, which is a big party. Dude, J-Bone would love it. J-Bone would love Red Dress Run. J-Bone, you should check that out, even though I don't think uh, Rockland Mass is listening to the last couple of apps. Oh. He might be doing it on the sneak, though. Sometimes they don't show up. J-Bone, if you're listening, holler at us. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we start getting a little bit fucked up before we head out to the French Quarter, and we we have to get two Uber cabs, and there's uh, six of us in one, six of us in the other. And I'm pretty fucked up. Like, I'm the most fucked up person. I've imbibed on some booze. I'm messed up. And it's probably about 1030 or whatever. And we're riding in the Uber, and Ryan takes the, he takes the, uh, you know, the bullet here. He's acting as the, the body shield. He sits in the front seat with the guy. Whenever there's, like, six people, nobody wants to sit up front so, with the driver. So what's your, what's your big deal about sitting in front with the driver? I don't like the small, it's the four small talk. Because he always is going to try to start some conversation with you. Okay, so remedy this. When he does it, say, hey, do you like podcasts? <laughs> and when he says, oh, God. when he says, yeah, I like podcasts, tell him I'm the co-host of the Talking Small podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud, Twitter at Talking Small Pod, Instagram at the same location, and Snapchat at the same location. Or you can send emails to talkingsmallpodcast at gmail.com and see what he says. Maybe he'll play it in the Uber. And look, we, there's a tune-in app that you can play. It plays us. We got a channel 24-7, Talking Small, just on loop. Who? I mean, this would be could be great. And if podcasting fails as Harley, you sound like you have a job in QVC because you know how to pitch a product. You're the next Billy Mays. Uh, my beard is is no match for Billy Mays. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Billy Mays knew how to do a speedball. So we're sitting in here in this <laughs> we're sitting here in this Uber and Ryan's making small talk with this guy and everyone's kind of having their own conversations. And I look up, I'm like paying attention on the road kind of because I'm right behind the driver and I'm not really in any of these conversations because I'm a little too fucked up. And Ryan's chit-chatting this dude's ear off and he's not paying attention to the road and he is about to slam into this car. But you don't want to be that backseat driver who's like, hey dude, watch out, whatever. So I wait like two like two good beats to see if this guy was like going to pay attention and slam on his brakes. And he didn't do it. I was like, hey, man, hey, watch out or whatever. And he fucking jerks and, and uh, slams on his brakes, and we don't hit those people. So, Wow. That was like 
kind of like how I almost hit a deer the other morning. I was flying. <laughs> I was turning on Pokemon Go in my car. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> looked you know, up, looked you... up, and all of a sudden, fucking Bambi's running out in the middle of the road. Uh-huh. I just done the brakes on my truck. New brakes, new rotors. Yo, brake performance out in Cali. Thanks for hooking it up. Slam on those motherfuckers, and then veer to the left. Computer bag goes flying. Deer goes flying by. I miss. Catch a squirtle. <laughs> squirtle. Positive energy. Yes. yes. Squirtle squad swag. I like it. You don't drink and drive and you don't Pokemon and go. All right. Look at Harley. Jesus. All right. So after the uh, Uber crash, we get down to the French Quarter. They all want to go to Lafitte's to get these purple you know, um, daiquiri, slushies, whatever. Like, they love this. Yeah, but isn't Lafitte's in the gay end of... Uh... It is. Okay, just throwing it out there. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So, by this time, it's 11.30-ish, noon-ish. We meet up with, like, Chris and everybody who took a different Uber than us. So, we're all down there. We're all in, like, 15 deep. Chris is already fucked up. He's outside of Lafitte's. Give, he's with his girlfriend, Mal, who you guys may have heard on the podcast. Bunch of us. There's just people passing the street. Chris is giving the air <laughs> eating pussy sign just at people walking by randomly. He's that fucked up. Okay, hold, can I ask a question, though? Of course. Since Chris is known gay bait, this known gay bait, could he be doing this to let all these gay guys know that he enjoys pussy? So he's not really doing it at them. He's using it to let them know that he eats pussy. Therefore, he does not want cock. So you're saying he was drunkenly, subconsciously, you know, yeah, putting putting, putting out this anti bat signal. Yeah, putting out the anti, putting on the uh, blockers for the gaydar. Yeah, he was Ding. like a gaydar, a gaydar scrambler. Oh <laughs> yes, a UAV, UAV uh, anti-gay. I like it. Yeah, dude, that that might be what he was doing, but he ended up. I think that's giving Chris too much credit. Though. It definitely is, but you know who knows. So he, we lose him. He, he goes home real early. Normally, it's the girlfriend nagging the guy, and he's like, "All right, you're too hammered, or whatever. We got to go." Not in this situation, Chris. He was out. Well, Chris Chris is notorious for going to sleep early. Yeah. He was just like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, you know, I was just one second I was there, one second I was out. You know, I had to go home. So, uh, so then we, you know, we make our way down Bourbon Street. We meet up with these people. We meet up with that people. We see Waldo and Vannon and them. We see uh, Corey Curlick saw him. How did you spot Corey Curlick? He spotted me. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, because Corey Curlick just looks like the generic, like, George Costanza-esque realtor. Like, that was George's original job. Yeah, he, do- <laughs> he does. He he gives that vibe for some reason. His, his, he doesn't really look like that, but he gives that vibe. I'm with you That's on that. That's Seinfeld facts. Facts. So we end up going down. We're all drinking all day, blah, blah, blah. We end up in a place called The Swamp, which uh, they have like 15 things you can't do. And one of them is wear dickies. So I've worn, <laughs> I, I've worn dickies in there before. So, uh, you know, I'm a bad boy of this place. So we go in there and there's a bunch of younger people. There's uh, Jacob Corbin. There's like Andrew Black, uh, that whole crew, Randall and all them. 
All right, so your name dropping. A lot of these listeners are international. They may not have the okay. uh, taste of Zach Corbin yet. Yeah, it wasn't Zach. It was Jacob. <laughs> he was apologizing profusely for something that happened around Easter when he was just too hammered at his own house, making an ass of himself, but he thought he, like, offended me or something. But he was going yammering on about that. Anyway, not the point. So after a while in this bar, I somehow start talking to this chick and, you know, pull a DFMO on her. Did we get a Snapchat of it? Yeah, that's a that's a dance floor finger bang. No, I didn't DFFB. I (laughs) DFMO'd. This is a dance floor makeout. Oh. For the uninitiated. See, I would be immediately thought about finger bang. That would have just been a better story. It would have. Especially when we're both wearing red dresses. I mean, it's it's there. There's yeah. access. Yeah, just in case you guys forgot, we're all wearing red dresses. So I'd start, I make out with this chick, I air fuck her, whatever, get her number. Um, Did you get hard? Of course I got hard. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, man. I wanted to keep dancing with me, bro. And then, uh, so we end up talking a little bit towards the end, get her number, and, you know, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? Guess what city she's from? Ponchatoula. No, Homa. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Dude, I was laughing so fucking hard. She was like, what? I got uh, something that happened earlier. So you can tell that. Alan, I do not actually talk or do any rundown before this because <laughs> I, I it would have been podcast magic if I could guess Homa. And of course, I just go with Ponchatoula just because I'm thinking about rest in peace, Babby. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think Babby's living in Panchi, but we'll leave that for another time. So I go do all that. Brian gets a Snapchat of me doing this. I'm not sure if you saw it, but. Oh, if you on the dance floor? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Um, I showed it to the wife. She goes, "Who is that?" I said, "It's Uncle Al." <laughs> and, she, and she's like, "Oh yeah, getting it." I was like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens with that." That was all my comment was. Hey man, DFMO is better than nothing. That's two. That's two years in a row for me. Reg, something about me wearing a dress works. Wow, you got it. Yes, Bush. All right, so uh, we separate from her. They're going one place. We're trying to get back to where we're at. I I, uh, I meet back up with Bryant, who was there, and uh, we go to his car since he's in a, he works in New Orleans. His car's in a parking garage. So we walk over there. We go to get in his car. He doesn't have his keys. Okay, where, where's his keys? I have no idea. So that so since he doesn't have his keys, and he's um oh, need to do this, I need to do that. I'm like fuck this. I'm gonna just start walking and then like get her out. Like I, I'm not dealing with this shit or whatever. So as a great friend that you are, while he's in crisis, can't find his keys. Your motto is fuck it. I'm just gonna go find another friend. Yeah, I think I peed in the garage and I was like, uh, whatever, man. You know, uh, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was done with it. So, I start walking to their house. It's kind of a far walk, but I was planning on just walking a little bit and then calling an Uber or something, just make it cheaper, and I felt like walking a little bit. Felt nice out after all this fucking rain. And uh, I'm walking for a while. I'm walking for a while. I'm walking 
damn near an hour. And I'm like, this doesn't look familiar. Like, I thought I was walking the right way, but this, you know, I was getting a little sketchy. Like, I'm getting picked up. So I get, I call this Uber. I get picked up by this old black dude named Joseph with a, a white hat on. And, you know, I'm drunk. I just start chopping it up with them, asking them what's up and everything. And after, after I built sort of a rapport with this guy, doing the same shit, I, I said Ryan was taking the bullet for it before. I didn't even realize that, but it, it didn't feel like a, a chore because this dude seemed cool. And he was talking for a while. I was just like, dude, I don't mean to be racist or anything, but, like, were you a pimp? I mean, you're talking like this. You have that hat, you know. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was a pimp for five years, but once a pimp, always a pimp, baby. I go, oh, my fucking God. I was like, what's your name, Joseph? All right, and gave him some fucking dap. And then I had to put him on Snap and have him repeat it because, God damn, that was the fucking line of the cinch, man. I liked it. That was good. I, I saw the ch- snap. I enjoyed it. Uh, you making friends. Uh, did you, ex- you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't get in, tr- you know, get your jaw knocked in or, you know, get to the wrong side of town, get raped or anything like that. I'm glad you're still alive, buddy. Yeah. I mean, so you know how Uber emails you the next day about like how far you went or what your ride was or whatever? Yeah. Get, yeah. That's, see, that's what I was just checking because I had a similar encounter with a. With an Uber driver with a hat, but his name was Cedric. So I, I, I just, I just <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer drives Uber. Nah, bro. All right. So I look. I get that email the next day, and it says I was on six thirteen South Lopez, which was two point six miles away from the bar we were at. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you. Where was the parking garage? Isn't that where you walked from? Yeah, but I walked from. The bar to the parking garage and the parking garage to there. Okay, so that the was the parking garage. It was two miles from the parking garage, but it was two point six miles from the swamp. So that's what I did before I got an Uber. And I met Ryan, a couple of our other buddies at Balcony Bar, which is by their house. They were done. They got done eating, and then we went back to Ryan's place with everybody. And I get there, and guess who's in there? Bryant, his mom. His sister and just like a bunch of other people who were at Red Dress Run, and they were in there. And well, they, which sister? Uh, his younger sister, okay. Valina. And Not to be confused with the older sister, Valissa, who's in our grade. She's probably going to the reunion. No, I'm not. Okay, so we get there. His like Brian, the guy whose keys were lost. Is back at this apartment. He's got his family with him, they had, and and a bunch of other people there. They had bought Popeyes. I was starving, so I ate some chicken, and then they left. And we're all sitting around like recount recounting the word, uh, what happened during the day and everything. And um, and our one of our buddies named Baylor gives me this shit eating grin on his face. He goes, "Hey, uh, ask Brian what happened to his red dress." I look at Brian. I realize he's not wearing his red dress like the rest of us. I look back at Baylor, who's just like nodding and giving me this evil fucking rat look. Like I'm like, he's up, he's up. I'm fucked up, but I go, he's up to fucking something. So I go to our buddy Mike, who just like will just do whatever. I, I go up to Mike, and go, hey Mike, uh, ask Bryant what happened to his dress. <laughs> Mike wakes a beat as to not be completely obvious, and he goes, hey uh, Brian, what happened to your dress? <laughs> Brian gives this look like. Oh, what the fuck? He goes, uh, I don't have it anymore. He goes, 
what happened though, Brian? Like, where is he? He's like, uh, it's in the stairwell at the parking garage. Like, well, it's in the stairwell. Like, why? He goes, I had to fucking take a shit. I took it in the stairwell of the garage, wiped my ass with the dress, and put it over the shit. And I, I got out of there. You happy, Mike? <laughs> and I'm fucking cracking up like, Baylor, you son of a bitch. Like, how did, how did Baylor a, know about it? Well, because Brian had obviously told them, like, by the side or whatever. Or you can't get mad about but that this is story in front of, like, going viral. This it, is in front of girls and shit. Like, this is kind of a, a little bit of a bro story. So I, I can understand Brian's frustration. Not frustration, but look of, like, really, bro? So I had to explain the whole Baylor fucking tried to set that shit up just because it was su- such a conniving move. I respected it, though. It was funny. So that's what kind of shit you can look to get into for, for Red Dress Run. It's, it's fun stuff. So on your way home for Red Dress Run, you passed some of that carnage from the great L.A. flooding of 2016. Uh, in in New Orleans, dude. No, in I'm not talking New Orleans, oh. but your way back to Baton Rouge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had to get off at like uh, an exit called Gonzales because the interstate was closed, and I just you know saw a lot of flooding. You know, a couple cars stranded and whatnot. It took me like an hour extra. The guy's house that I went and uh, worked on today, he he had uh, water come up to his house and basically had his boat tied to the tail of his truck and the boat floated up in the water with the truck they stepped off the bed of his truck into the boat he took his family out but because the road's kind of hilly the water like you couldn't just drive your boat out because there was a hill so it'd be dry land like so he had to so he had to like drop them off and then his plan was to go back to the house so he's he goes back to the house and he thinks he can wait out. There's only like two foot of water in his house at this point. Well, then it raises like another foot in the next like 40 minutes. He gets back in the boat, goes goes back to the land, ties his boat to a tree, and then uh, National Guard ends up picking up him and his family. Uh, after they kind of like they had like a boat runs almost where he was on one piece of land and they got into another guy who's running a boat from across the next part of the water got to another one so they're they're like Basically jumping island a, hopping yeah and and then eventually they got to a point where they had the national guard come in with an airboat and pick them up and take them out an airboat yeah like a uh, swamp boat yeah like the swamp boat Damn. if you ever, you ever you know the cliche louisiana shit yeah that kind of boat with the big air fan in the back of it can go over land water and swamp hashtag chewdum <laughs> so i don't think they use airboats in that show actually al um they call them alligator boys though <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, so I mean, oh, it, it you, was, they, you they, just drive around now, and they got boats just sitting out there in like the middle of pastures, in the middle of like anywhere. Like there was one ooh, at an intersection. I might give me a good B-roll. <laughs> Jesus, it's Cajun word for a little kid. You know? Sorry, guys. Damn, dude, that, that's so that's so nuts. That flooding's a fucking bitch. You've been watching any good shows lately besides Suits? The Night Of has been really, really good. Uh, I've enjoyed that. Uh, this season of Dating Naked, not as not as good as before. Dude, I've only seen the first episode over here. 
yeah, it's not it's not as good as before. Uh, let's see what else am I watching? Uh, Tyrant on FX is pretty good. Oh, uh, you you went you went back and watched some? No, I've I've, uh, I've I'm up to date on Tyrant. I've watched all the seasons. Oh, I, all right. I've been a I've an OG Tyrant, a Ridge. Oh, really? What? It's got to be in its like third season by now, right? Yeah, it's in its third season. So you stayed in the closet for a while on Tyrant. It wasn't closet. I just it, it, no one, no one I know watches it, so I didn't really feel like I needed to talk to anybody. I don't other... even know why I brought it up now. Because <laughs> I asked you what you're burning on. That's not what I'm burning on. Um, Do you have anything you're burning on? A couple, couple things. I want to get into the Olympics a little bit. Hold on one second. Okay. I'll just give you one oh, thing TV that I'm burning show? on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then go. we'll switch to the Olympics. Remember that. All right. So. I haven't been watching much TV lately besides the Olympics, like Harley just said. But I know you've been watching a lot of roast battle. Dude, well, <laughs> I have been, but, you know, Craig's not here, so I can't roast as much because there's not as much surface area here to roast. And then the uh, – so uh, at at Ryan's apartment on Sunday – Hashtag facts. But before I had to go back to my house to see if my house actually flooded or not, this whole time I'm partying, guys, my house could be flooded or not. Like, I wasn't there. Do you think that's irresponsible? Uh, Absolutely, it is. <laughs> There's no doubt it is that irresponsible. That is definitely. Look, by the way, while you're doing that and partying and shit, your dad's calling me and trying to get me to go to Destin with him because he's got a two bedroom condo and none of your family will fucking go with him. <laughs> So he's texting me and it's calling me and asking me about this flooding and shit while he's inside out. And he then as on his way to destiny, he's calling me and texting me and sending me pictures of the fucking sun outside saying how awesome it is. <laughs> I was like, has he been giving you giving you tan alert updates too as he's been no, at the beach? No. Oh damn, I've been getting those. No, I hadn't got any tan alert updates, but Anyway, you're, that's said, hilarious. Your dad's like, yeah, my fucking son's. I don't even know about his house. I mean, uh, he. I mean, best. Ca- I mean, worst case scenario, maybe he gets a little in his his garage, and then he could gut it and turn it to a real garage. So some stupid out room, dude. That I, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Although I don't have flood insurance, but I mean, I don't really give a shit. Facts. But yeah. anyway, that that was your that was your dad. Okay, so. The show that I watched a little bit on the Netflix account. If anybody wants to give me a Netflix or HBO account, you know, go go ahead and do it. Uh, I was watching Last Chance You. Have you heard about this on Netflix? Yeah, it's a, uh, a university there in Mississippi somewhere. Okay, I'll explain. I was just seeing if you knew what it was. Yeah, I hadn't watched any you of haven't it, watched but, any but I've of heard, it? I heard enough about okay, it. Okay, this is basically Hard Knocks meets Idiocracy set in the Deep South in this town named called Scuba, Mississippi. Scuba. Scuba. It's spelled S-C-O-O-B-A, you know, not like these swimming apparatus. Self-containing and, uh, underwater breathing apparatus. Boom! Damn. He knows his acronyms. At least that one. Yes. You got it. Okay. So, th- if if that doesn't sell you on the show, dumb people playing football shot very well. Like, these are the people that have gotten kicked out of universities for doing just dumb shit. Like, Craig, if he ever listens to this, is going to think I'm shitting on him. But, like, the last... Build that fucking wall. Uh, three out of the last five old Miss quarterbacks have come from this community college named East Mississippi. Chad 
quote-unquote Swag Kelly, whoever gave him that nickname after he got kicked out of Clemson. He went to this community college. Uh, they had some guy from, like, 2006 who I don't really remember, and then they had another guy. Who, Jevin Sneed? That's a uh, wide receiver. No, no, Sneed was a quarterback. He was the Texas guy, and he ended up transferring to Old Piss. I don't know if he took a stop in Scuba. No, not him. Jevin might not be the right name because this guy was white. Yeah. So, uh, is that racist? No. Okay. Good. There's not that many white guys named Javon. If anyone's taking offense to this, they're a fucking SJW bastard. What's SJW mean? S. JW, uh, I would, I, I don't know. I immediately thought of super whiny bitch, but then that doesn't mess with the acronyms. It does. It. It's social justice warrior. I never heard that. You've never heard SJW? That's that's big on the internet. So, at this at this uh, university, I'll call it. Uh, there's this white lady named Brittany there, and she's in charge of keeping all the players on academic, you know, keeping them eligible because after this community college, they're going to try to go to, like, a bigger college to play football. Dude, Harley, these guys can't even uh, be bothered to bring paper and pencil to class. She needs to remind them and call them and check and make sure that this dude has a pencil. Sounds like a very important job. He's that clueless. If I was this lady, dude, I'd be cursing them the fuck out. See, Craig would say something like, this is why we need to make America great again. Build that fucking wall. Build that fucking wall. Fucking Craig. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Small Pod. Uh, we're going to come out with another one real quick about the Olympics, and then we got one coming up on, about Sager. Hopefully uh, hopefully we get the interview on Sundays. Fingers crossed. Let's do this. We out. Thank you, Milos. Your beats are the shit.